0: Welcome to War of the Mind podcast with Lauren Johnson, your weekly dose of real life experience for you, by you, giving listeners the chance to share their story while helping others and giving us all the opportunity to listen or be silent no more paving the way for War of the Mind to share these life stories of struggles to triumphs, failures to promise. Here, we are all one, and as one, we can overcome life's journey towards finding our purpose. Welcome back here on another episode of War of the Mind. Uh, This would be episode 23.4. We're just going to continue on the self-care journaling part that we talked about last episode, but this one, we can go a little more in depth of the self-care and tips and hints that you can use for um, some of the top uh things that people use for self-care at their homes so uh first up would be um basically i don't know i'm not sure how many of you do this i kind of quit for a while i should have been doing it more often i kind of took a break from the journaling um also took a break from affirmations which is a huge thing that goes with um you know part of journaling or basically just affirmations that you can keep telling yourself during the day to help you so um there's 10 simple um the yet powerful affirmations um, affirmation, you know, is to affirm. That's the definition. Deep down, we know that we, we are enough and believe in our dreams and ourselves, but <clears throat> with the constant distraction of everyday life, school, work, friends, family, um, social media nowadays, we can lose touch with ourselves and our inner voice of guidance and support and instead end up listening to our inner center. Um, Affirmations Daily is a great way to come to to a place of self-love and acceptance and maintain Our mental health, and I think the maintaining our mental health is a huge part. Uh, Recently, just started working out again, that's really helping with my mental health. What is an affirmation? An affirmation, you know, is a word or sentence that affirms positive belief that ourselves, the world, and others, these words help us to move through through the emotions and tap into our subconscious mind, creating new positive beliefs, a belief system that supports, you know, our self-growth, spiritual growth, you name it, uh, that all goes into self-care. And the science behind um, affirmations, studies have found that when You know, we repeat affirmations, the reward centers of the brain. So you're taking the center of your brain uh, through neural, neural pathways, light up and change. The areas related to the happiness and positivity can decrease stress when practicing affirmations. It can not only, you know, help shift your mood but help you feel motivated to take action towards you know your goals and all areas of life fitness and health and um and may i i'm gonna add in there also mental health is just a big time you know especially nowadays how do you use affirmations so Affirmations can be repeated in a quiet, calm space, you know, throughout the day. Whenever you need a a mood boost, it's uh, best to stay. They say it's best to say out loud at the vibrations of the sound that impact us more. But if not possible, you also can say quietly or in your mind. Both ways will still have an effect on our emotions. Emotions. One tip is to look in the mirror while repeating the words to to help associate them with the, the imagining part. You know, imagining ourselves in certain whatever our positive situation is. Doing this when we are getting ready, you know, first thing in the morning is particularly um, helpful and can improve how you feel for the whole day. It kind of sets the tone. Some some uh, top uh, affirmations I have that I've used. Um, we'll just go into those. Um Trying to find where I put that last one. Um, I am confident and clear about who I am. Two, grateful for any challenge that helps me grow. Three, I accept who I am. And no, I'm not. I'm doing my best. I'm just reading these out of my journal because I kind of looked through what my top 10 were. I am strong and capable, whatever I set my mind to achieve. Five, I let go of stress and negativity. Six, I'm kind and generous, supportive towards others. Seven, I trust my intuition and follow my gut. Eight, I am beautiful exactly the way I am. Nine, I don't let others' emotions or comments affect how I feel about myself or the world. Now, I think those are probably my top affirmations I have. Oh, I forgot number 10. I love who I am. Um, When you think about practicing self-care, what emotions arise for you? Um, Does the thought of self-care Act like a daily morning motivation or going to bed 30 minutes earlier, feel exciting or daunting to you. Chances are if you answered something along you know the lines of, it was exciting, you have already established a self-care routine in your life. That's good for you. This is a wonderful place to be, you know not all of us are there yet um you know if you don't practice self-care it's possible probably due to these three negative emotions shame guilt and unworthiness and I know like for myself I carry a lot of shame guilt um just past situations that I you know could have did did different and didn't that have affected me? Um, I gotta stay, stop saying um, but we also have, you know, the top some other emotions that you know are probably better than guilt, shame, and unworthiness, and those would be self nurture, uh, the commonality between. These three emotions, awareness of your thoughts, healing, commit, and self-nurture, those are the three. Uh, the commonality between these emotions, you know, are that they habitually habitually thought patterns through, above, establish themselves you know, in your brain. It doesn't mean that you you know, are true, to, true or real, what what that presents is an opportunity to shift the brain's patterns and rewire them with more, you know, uplifting and empath- empowering thoughts over time. And with repetition, the thoughts and synopsis, you know, weave grooves in, or pathways into the brain. Um, the, in, it is easier to have the same thoughts than to create a new pathway. Hence how any habitual thought pattern is formed. That's for self-nurture. Now, awareness of your thoughts. So the way you retain our retain our brain but is by conscious repetition of a new thought or belief you know let's apply the con this concept to our negative emotions around self-care just begin start by carving out five minutes of your day um, to do a good thing for yourself this is this do this for a week you know whether it's Reading, stretching, eating outside, simply getting in tune with your breathing. The next week, you know, commit 10 minutes. Gradually build the practice up over time on your time and on your terms. The point of is to commit. And that's, you know, a huge part of self-care is committing to taking care of yourself. Um. And when we make it the point, you know, to override those deep-seated emotional reactions and commitment to self-care, we literally, you know, create new pathways for the neurotransmitters in our brains and over time retain our brains. Uh this is ongoing commitment to self-care can actually shift our brain patterns and r- beliefs that ourselves, such as unworthiness over time, your self-care rot- routine can also you know help eliminate feelings of guilt, shame that may arise as a result of having the r- belief of unworthiness. Now, like a lot of what we've talked about so far, I've had to use for the TBIs. I have had two of them. Um, I suffered one in 2014 and had my second in 2019. I struggle with short-term memory, and uh, they ruled me severely cognitive impaired. don't really like that term because I don't feel like I'm like that, but... I struggle, you know, to have my days where it's good, and I have my days where they're terrible, and I try to stay away from people when they're bad days because some of them are nightmares, PTSD, and stress, and I don't want to take it out on loved ones, and um, some of it's due to overdoses from dying, um Self care is a huge part of what I have to manage daily because that's what's going to keep me going. And like, this is a huge way for me to build those neural pathways that can keep me, you know, moving forward and learning new things that I struggle with and maybe struggled with yesterday but if i keep continuously doing and trying i'm gonna end up you know eventually getting it and like the part that struggled for me is everything came easy for me like sports and school i didn't really have to study i just took the tests and would ace them and uh wrestling came easy football came easy i didn't really have to even try and it wasn't until you know I started getting these injuries and uh TBI and having health problems and I'm fighting for my life and I've never had to fight for anything in my life other than being told by my father to suck it up and get get out on that mat even if you're hurt and that's probably what's Pushed me and kept me going alive today because if it weren't for that push and drive, I probably would have gave up a long time ago. And people ask me all the time how I keep going, and now I have not given up. Let's give me a tear. I and I never could find an answer and. I guess, you know, it's grace and resilience, resilience. And I still have a purpose here for, uh, being here and it's to help other people facing adversity in my similar situation and going through my similar situation. And if I can help one person per speech, I'm okay. And I know I help somebody. And, uh, That's my goal. And my goal is to start getting in front of bigger crowds. And that's where I want to be, is, you know, helping people. And it means a lot to me. Um, Because I've been through a lot. And then the main thing I want is to help people. And it's hard when, you know, you want to get there, but you always hit roadblocks. And, And they want you to have experience. Well, I have experience in all the stuff that's happened to me, but I don't have the speaking experience because I worked in law enforcement. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Everyone always has an excuse, and I'm just tired of them. But I keep fighting and keep grinding, and just like with my health and... You know, routine, practice your thoughts, create your life, and breathe. Um, to close, you know, I invite you to become aware of your thoughts and any negative emotions that, you know, may arise. Take this opportunity to audit, you know, your thoughts, begin and stay committed to your self care routine, and notice the shifts and practice creative. Create practice creates in your mind and your life. And don't forget, it's guilt, shame, and unworthiness are the negative parts that'll kill your self care. And you know, you're better than that. And you know, there's six ways you can, you know steps to having your life you've always dreamed of. Uh, Stop doom scrolling and get back to, you know, living life. It's not... Just because you had something bad happen to you doesn't mean it's going to continue to happen. And I'm a firm believer. God works in mysterious ways. And I could look at it as, why does everything bad happen to me? But I don't. I mean with my diagnosis lately with my health I could pack it in but I chose to go to the gym and work out and fight it and you know just because somebody else has it doesn't mean it's gonna be as bad for you so why would I give up I have unfinished business with my kids and who I love to death and There isn't a day that goes by, I don't think about them and they're my drive. And, you know, remember when you were a kid, um, you know, with big ideas and big dreams about who you wanted to be when you grew up, you were going to be famous painter, musician, or a singer maybe a doctor, maybe an astronaut. You're going to be wealthy and travel the world. You're going to be a big deal, yet you look around in your life and now you think, what happened? Every one of us had a big dream at some point. We start off chasing those dreams with excitement and fear Fur and fervor, knowing nothing can stop us. it becomes the backpack of a rocket fuel that helps us keep find that those big dreams can get heavier and heavier we we you know, like suitcases and trunks full of rocks uh, that way weigh us down instead are lifting us up our big dreams becoming annoying luggage we trip over because it's in our way instead of helping us arrive where we always wanted to be And you know on that journey to pursue our big dreams we get discouraged because by t- the detours, you know, we have to take by seeing others, you know, people posting about their travels and their big lives and their joy and at work. And I'm sorry, but I bet you 70% of that's fake and uh, this with social media. And that causes us to wonder why we can't have um, what they have and discourages us further. We use We see our friends and family doing things we always saw ourselves doing and, you know, wonder how we got off track. We compare our bodies, families, houses, cars, schools, friends to people that we don't even know and feel like we'll never make it. That's when most people stop moving forward. That's when we sit down on our couch, turn on Netflix, and start believing we'll never get anywhere. You know, Theodore Roosevelt once stated, comparison is in the thief of joy. When we compare ourselves to what others have or how they are, We are making ourselves feel less than inadequate and small yet you are more than enough you are an incredible human with beautiful dreams and it is to achieve your big dreams this is your sign to steal your joy back your sign to get off the couch quit the job you hate start that habit you're working always working to always You know, you've always wanted um, to have and live the life you were meant to live. Let's focus that energy you're giving to, you know, the doomsday on being the human you've always wanted to be. And let's start by comparing your current life to the life you really want. The one you've always dreamed of having... This way, the only comparison game you're playing is with yourself. And this is your moment, it's your turn, and I've made, you know, a list of six steps that, uh, you know, to get everything you've ever wanted, all you have to do is start with number one, and that's start dreaming again. Um, find a comfy chair lay down on the floor and take some time to think about your everything you've always wanted to be in or to be do and have as we're dreaming start making this list nothing is too big or too expensive or even impossible so go big Next would be number, like I said, there were six steps. Two, decide on what, you know, you, what you really want. You know, when you're making that list, everything you were, you are, list of everything you are full, yes, for doing. You are a full yes for doing. I don't really understand what I wrote there. So I wrote a note here. Why you want it. Keep asking yourself why until you get the real answer. Make sure you really want it. And it's not just because someone else has it. Write it down as if it has already happened. Instead of I want X. Say I have X. This is This lets the universe know you are serious and think of a date in the future and write yourself a list or a note about all that has happened to you up to that point. Make it a juicy and fun list. Next, I've done this before many times. My parents, wife have hated me. I've had a huge vision board in my room with every clipping picture and then i rip it all off and start over and it changed. Um, grab some markers color coded this number four create a vision board. Grab some markers and colored paper and create a Pinterest board or grab some magazines and scissors and this is how I did it the old fashioned way. This somewhere you'll see it every day and make and it can be a checklist of image imagery there's no wrong way to do this make it your own style be you work on it every day every single day number five once you have you know your vision board posted get moving start with little steps like leaving the house to go for a walk instead of sitting on the couch or looking for a new job on linkedin or calling a friend for to meet for coffee and brainstorm. The more you, the more momentum you can generate, the more it'll carry you through. Six. Watch your dreams come true. Every time you find yourself one step closer closer to your dream, take a moment to celebrate and thank the universe. You know. You remind the universe that you are all in. And every time the universe picks up on that energy, whatever you believe in, um, I believe, you know, my faith is God and Jesus Christ. Um, I'm non-denominational, and I, you know, that's my belief. Um, I'm not making this a religious show, but um, I'm not... We'll just, you know, for this show, call it creator, universe, whatever you believe in or don't believe in. But every time you find yourself one step closer to your dream, take a moment to celebrate. Every time you celebrate, remind you the, the universe that you're all in. And every time the universe picks up on the energy, energy the more it wants you to keep going and don't stop until you have everything you've ever dreamed of so it's basically everything in life we have always been taught since we were kids don't stop fighting for what you want until you have it and it's all laid out right there, everything I've just told you and oh. But, you know, I apologize for stopping there. I thought that anything quit recording. But I wanted you to, you know, an example of goals I'd set for just war of the mind. I mean, we can go back to 2018. I started a list. Uh, I will... I bought this new journal and it said, I will come across new ideas for new books, blog, Milestone Legacy, or the Mind podcast. The only one who knows the direction I'm traveling is Jesus and God. They will show me my purpose and destiny. My goals are a book, a podcast, speaking, my kids... And milestone legacy, and I'll explain what milestone legacy is. Um, maybe in this episode, maybe another day. You know, and then uh, the book I want to be titled "Playbook to a New Life." You know, and continue marking topics and dates in my journal to have topics for the show. So I've been going back through my journals, and you know seeing what kind of relates to where we're at for topics. And, you know, a lot of my topics go back to trauma, you know. uh, Family diagnostics, you know, grew up with suicide. Um, Had three uncles pass away from it. A sexual assault to myself by two different people. I won't name who, but... One was a babysitter, another one was um, family. Um, Recovery, you know, that's a topic. Faith, you know, your beliefs and your um, overcoming life obstacles. You know, where your friends play into that. Um, Where you can, you know, motivate yourself and inspiration. Never give up. Uh, overcoming life obstacles is, you know, family's help, your goals. Um, Mine's also addiction. You know, I was a heroin addict, um, then switched to meth, and, uh, you know, then I was addicted to the needle, and, uh, you know, before that I was addicted to opiates and pain meds and drinking at the same time, and, you know, my body did not like the heroin, and I kept overdosing, and I probably overdosed over 20 times, and, you know, eight times I had to go to the hospital um, in a coma, you know, once uh, during COVID, and it was the scariest moment of my life, and I still have the memories of fighting for my life, and the hardest I ever fought, and trying to stay alive. And hearing people, so not seeing anything, but hearing people screaming at me to breathe, and then I'd fade out, and it'd go total darkness, and you could hear a pin drop. And I could see myself, and, you know, the picture I saw was just breathtaking, and uh then I get pulled back into hearing these people screaming at me. Um, you know, I went to you know, high school in Eau Claire, Altoona I mean. Um, I was born in Eau Claire. I went to college, you know, at St. Cloud State. I was very athletic, struggled with injuries and mental health, uh, depression, anger anxiety, and then when I had my TBIs, that's when I really got anxiety, and social anxiety, and they all lead back to trauma, and so, you know, a lot of this show is about, you know, um, ah, what am I trying to say here? It's basically, you know, about Obst- life obstacles um st- adversity showing resilience and trauma overcoming trauma and what i've done that worked for me it may not work for you but i'll share my story what i've done and don't be afraid for you to email us and share your story and we can get you on the air and share your story live but uh, my, my goal is to be a motivational speaker in the future. Um, might have to use no cards since my short-term memories will struggle. But um, this is how I started my book. It's uh, This book is dedicated to my parents, my kids, and all the professionals who helped me along the way. To all the addicts and, their, the, and people struggling, never give up. Have faith, you can do this. Introduction. At one time, I was told I should do public speaking and I wrote and write a book. I was like, yeah, okay, this will never happen. Not only that, what would I write about? And listening to all the professional speakers, what would I even talk about and I don't even have a story to establish let alone people that would be interested or even sit and listen as year one passed by then two years then five years and here I am and in those six years now it's been one hell of a ride full of highs and lows death experiences and first hand had to at first hand, nothing more realistic than surviving that near death experience and remembering every moment of it. Well like I said highs and lows from from great childhood. athlete athlete a great great in school. Also wrestling and wrestling in college. Giving my, my, you know, going from being a cop to an addict was tough. Um, didn't start becoming an addict until after my second TBI. And I just recently got put on disability. Um, they tried blaming, denying me of my disability because I was an addict. But yet, I was never an addict before. My second TBI and it sucked, and I had to fight, fight, fight for it. And I'm just so grateful I finally got it because now I can, you know, not need to borrow 10 bucks from my parents or my wife or friends, or I can, you know, get a place and support my kids. And I get back pay and all that. So I definitely will have money to pay for my daughter's wedding when she gets to be old enough. And, uh, you know, from being a cop to an addict, yes, folks, it's possible, and it's proof addiction can take over anyone. Um, Cops are humans. Now, as a recovering addict, my goal is, you know, to help someone, even if it's a person I was able to, you know, help or save them, I would fail. I did my part. Now, seriously, I'd pray you'd help. I'd help way more than just one person. Um, Currently, you know, my wife is also a recovering addict in nursing. Um, Also, she's been working in the nursing field. Uh, While I have been working on, you know, our podcast, she kind of stepped away for a minute. It's been more. My baby and, you know, I'd started the War of the Mind before and, but we always had this goal of Milestone Legacy and basically a retreat center for people that have addiction and are clean, but they're on the verge of, you know, having a breakdown or needing to go somewhere um, before they use or they have their cravings and they want to go need a weekend away and that's who we want to start um, that's still in the works many of us feel like you know we are all just here on earth taking up space I have my days at my darkest hours where all you can see is my footprints are in the sand walking towards the ocean with myself being invisible on the other hand at the brightest hours I feel like I'm that bright star in the sky on a clear night so many times we go through life thinking what happens to someone else do, do, doesn't happen to us or we are are also are we are the only individual having the struggles we are t- Tend to believe that somebody else out there is going through something worse. At the young age of 39, you know, I'm finding that the struggles keep coming and just pray I learn something from each one that will help me fight through that, through this next fight I have, you know. Probably losing my wife and getting my second divorce could be detrimental to me. It, uh, it'd kill me. Um, I understand she's an addict. I understand people don't want us you know, together because they think we're bad on each other. But what people don't know is they only see a third of our marriage and or hear about it when the domestic happened. They don't know about the other two-thirds of our marriage that was amazing when we were sober. And we met sober, we um, wasn't all using, because we didn't have the money. And two-thirds of our marriage was sober and then we got in our car accident and the car accident i feel like took so much away from our marriage um you know everybody wants to i'm in treatment court and they're pushing for it you know they're having a no contact put on us trying to keep us apart and all this and I see him do it to other couples, and I just, I really struggle with, you know, the fact that I can't make my own choice in my marriage, and if I want to leave her for what she did to me, then that's my choice. The courts and POs shouldn't be dictating my marriage or the DA's office, you know, that's, that's totally separate personal life other than if you know she gets in trouble and arrested then but when it's dropped the no contact by the judge and then the po just puts it back on and says phone time only and then because i tried proving a point back in the day that she wasn't the reason of my use so i went out and used and then they put on total no contact because they think that she pushed me to use and they're making her out to be like this monster that she's not. And I hate it. And they don't see how sweet of an individual she is behind closed doors when it's the two of us or us and the kids and, It's hard when people judge and they don't know who somebody really is, you know, just like her family judges me, yet, you know, I got introduced to the drug world by my wife, and I know people are mad about that, but it was only a matter of time, I was already popping pills, like, they were Skittles, and... I had a prescription for them, good insurance. I didn't have to pay for them. So, like, the heroin was just eventually going to happen when I got cut off my pills. And, you know, they can try right now and keep us apart and that's fine. But they can't keep us apart forever and we'll make it and we'll prove moron when we both are staying sober, and ten years down the road have milestone legacy retreat, and we're both still clean and I know I will be, but if i've i've i know if I told her if she can't, I'm gonna have to leave her because. I can't relapse. I can't go backwards because I'm not jeopardizing losing my kids again. You know, I didn't really lose them. I just didn't go back and get them because I didn't want them around the heroin when I started it. I know they're probably mad at me. I get mediation here next month to get them back. But I know I made the wrong choice by getting on heroin. But... I don't regret not going and getting them and not exposing them to it because they would have been traumatized for life and they don't need to see dad overdose, seeing her dead, or doing needles and stuff like that. And I hope one day they understand how hard it was and how much I miss them, how much I love them, and think about them every day. And... You know, I'm tired of their mom making me out to be the monster, and when I bet you she hasn't given them any of the cards I send up there or letters or anything, and just don't even let the kids call me on Father's Day, and it sucks because those kids were my life, and I would have did anything for them. And, you know... It's just another obstacle in life, and I just keep have to keep fighting, and it just proves like one thing leads to another, so me having to stay sober helps me get my kids back. Me getting my kids back brings joy to me and keeps me from wanting to use because I have what I want, and, you know, too many people give up too quick, and... I could ramble on more, but we'll talk more about self-care and journaling next episode of War of the Mind. This is your host, Lauren Johnson, and it's episode 23.4. Um, Yeah, so I appreciate you listening, and I pray you come back and download more episodes and, you know, tell your friends about us and... Get them listening to our show so we can get our ratings up and more downloads. I really appreciate it. And spread the word about our website, ljvoiceproject.com. That's ljvoiceproject dot And also there's uh, we're on Facebook, but it's under the LJ Voice Project. And then Twitter is at LJ Voice Project. You can also go on our website and shoot us an email and we can contact you. So if you know anybody that's looking for a motivational speaker or story or like anything what we do, um, check out our website and please contact us. Other than that, appreciate you listening to another episode of War of the Mind. Have a good night. And I want to thank you all for listening to the show today. Uh, <clears throat> I appreciate all the views and um, just go ahead and don't forget to share with your friends and family and and don't forget to like us on Facebook, the Voice Project. And we're also on Twitter at LJ Voice Project and we also check out our email. Um, our website is ljvoiceproject.com. Email is contact us at ljvoiceproject.com. Or we also have Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, Johnson, at ljvoiceproject.com. Um, yeah, we're also on Instagram. i of those, I mean, just write us on, um, on our webpage and we can easily get back to you um you know just leave us a phone number our whatsapp uh phone numbers on there as well so feel free to contact us we're always available and free to answer so i really hope to hear from you soon